welcome to yet another episode of Best of Worst of British, the podcast that has a look at the terrible British films made over the last few decades to save you from having to do so. I'm going to be host of this episode. My name is Mr. Thomas Hodkinson. You're welcome. And with me, as always, Lorcan Muller. And Bow Wow Al Yippee Yippee Where's Michael Bellat? He is here. I shouldn't have laughed because that was shit. Anyway, the film that we'll be looking at in this episode is from 2006. It has huge ensemble cast and is known as Scenes of a Sexual Nature. I'm reading about multiple orgasms. <laughs> oh, Christ, I've just come. Jimmy. Oh, and another. It's Hampstead Heath. They think you're weird if you're not having sex. Well, it feels like I haven't pissed in a month. You know, no. Ooh. How are you doing, big man? For God's sake. Bastard. You love it. I want to have sex with you. Oh. Let's do it. What, really? As a rule, I like not to ask more than a dozen times. Maybe we could just have a cup of tea. I'd like to apologise on behalf of my husband. Apologise? I'm afraid he's been staring at your pants. Oh, for God's sake. I'd like to have a child. Me too. It was one of those boy meets girl, girl leaves boy, Boy goes mad. But you're unbelievable! Boy kills other boy and girl. It was all very stressful. I think I really want to have kids. Two fathers. No, it's better than two mothers. That is sexist. You've met my mother. Fair enough. Have you ever been in love? No, I've missed you. Those are the reasons I love you. Would you like to look again? Um. the first one that I've seen already. No, I saw The Avengers. But uh, I think this was the one that I'd seen that neither of you had any real awareness of. I'd read about it a mm. while ago and... Oh yeah, because you pointed it out in the charity shop. Wasn't yeah, it? It, yeah. It's, it's always been on sort of like the horizon of like, oh there's a film where you've got Ewan McGregor and you know Catherine Tate and Eileen Atkins and Tom Hardy. And Tom Hardy and they all talk about naughty and bits. Hustle from Hustle. And yes, Adrian Lester. Birmingham's own. Hustle. It basically has got a large fucking ass cast. They're really <laughs> impressive actors. Mickey Hustle. That's all there's no talk- fucking ass though. All, talk- no. all talking about touching each other in private places. Yeah. Um, and it's all set on uh, Hampstead Heath. Yep. It's a- on a Wednesday afternoon. I yeah. pointed out my great annoyance with this, I think, was I was in a, you know, I just started the real working world and I guess at that point you get a bit more jaded, a bit more angry. So I'll be seeing a load of people that seem to not be taking any annual leave by the looks of things, <laughs> but spending a Wednesday afternoon in a park in the middle of London having the time of their lives. That's what it's like in that London. I was already not in the best of moods, but I, so I thought maybe we'll watch this and maybe I've been too harsh. Maybe this is actually a decent film and I was being too mean. No, but I wasn't. There's one thing we know, Londoners, Londoners are slackers, alright? <laughs> <laughs> They've walked off late mid-shift. Sort your shit out, Cockneys. <laughs> no, they have the Northern Powerhouse to do that for them. <laughs> so this film's a bit of an odd one because instead of having like one linear plot to run through, it's got several short segments. It's going for the love, actually. Sort yeah. Of thing, which sort is of... really how they're able to get such a great big cast of big names because two days work. Yeah, that's pretty much how you do the ensemble thing. You've got to break it down. And yeah. that sort of thing. 
basically revolves around a variety of couples going around the heath on Wednesday afternoon and how they all interact with each other differently. I'm overselling this film. Yeah, make, you're, trying, you're making it sound interesting. Let's start. But let's... also, I think a lot of people would think, this doesn't seem like enough to warrant a film. You'd be correct. Because <laughs> <laughs> what always bothered me about Love Actually, and we'll do a Love Actually episode afterwards, of course, but what always bothered me about Love Actually, it seems to be like Richard Curtis working with a bunch of different ideas that he had for a whole film, and he either couldn't make it work or couldn't be asked to write a full script for them. And so he just mashed them all together. This seems to be deliberately going for short stories. There's a slightness to everything, to the point that it feels like they're actually stretching the concept out. Well, that's supposed to be the clever bit, though, isn't it? Because it's all about sexual politics and la 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 la. Yeah, that's the cle- that's the clever bit. I've uh, never uh, I've never wanted to watch a film about sexual politics ever. And yet you've made us. Start. We'll, we'll start as, as we need to go on. The, the film opens with a montage of wankers in love, before focusing on our first. <laughs> That's, that's how I describe them. That's London. Wankers in wankers love. Wankers in love. Did I tell you what I did the other day? Wanks? Is it involving wanking and love? No, it involves some lovers. I was walking in um, my hometown, going for a walk, and there was a nice couple in front of me, early 20s, and they were walking down the lake and they stopped to have a kiss. And I, I didn't realise I said it. Oh, piss off. <laughs> <laughs> I did not realise. That's the most Michael Bell thing I've ever heard. <laughs> It just came out of me innately. I did not realise in the slightest. But this wasn't, you know, under the mouth. It wasn't under my breath. It was just a full-on piss off. <laughs> did, you have, did they look over you? You just had your phone oh, in your hand immediately. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, they heard. They, they saw. They, they gave me a look. <laughs> did you just shake your head as you walked past and went, Yorkshire and went, not it. So, yeah. We meet our first uh, focus. Our horrible. heroes. Our first horrible couple. Uh, featuring Rick from The Walking Dead. Andrew Lincoln. I know, he doesn't deserve a full name. Oh, <laughs> Rick from The Walking Dead. The, the one from Teachers. Yes. Yeah, that go. fella from Teachers. Or This Life. That was his first yes, egg, calling is card. Is Eggy? Yes, he was yeah. Eggy. He opens up wearing a shit hat that I want to set on fire. <laughs> moaning about footballers, because oh, that's what every bloke on the heath does. This, this really, it starts as it means to go on. We've all been to Edinburgh for the festival... Oh, okay. I missed last year, but yeah. And it's not just Edinburgh, years. but you see a lot of these theatre pieces, and when you know this dialogue starting, you're like, oh, an hour of this. <laughs> <laughs> an hour of this written dialogue that's not very well written, but thinks it's well written, and it's about nothing and just shut up. But the fringe, I always like to go see one shit play so I feel better about myself. I watched one about um, how someone made a boat. They made that last an hour, how they made a boat. Dreadful. And then they fell in love with the moon. That was an hour. Oh, we've all been there, mate. That was an hour. I think we've all had that. I had it first first show I saw a couple of years ago in Edinburgh. I was doing that. I was going to try and change, because in the past I was like, I'm going to map it all out on a spreadsheet. And I'm like, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. play by ear. Play it and give people the chance. Give people a chance. And I just saw the poster. I'm, like, I'm going to go see the first show that I can get to from walking from my place that I'm staying for the, for the week. And I just went in, sat down with one other woman to the left of me, middle-aged woman to the left of me, and this woman came on stage and started dancing to no music. And the dance went long enough for me to think, is this the whole show? <laughs> and fortunately, actually, this one was over in like 30 minutes. And it had a 40-minute slot. But that was because she left 10 minutes open for post-play discussion. Oh, if the people in the audience had any questions. No. Nope. <laughs> I, I got one question out, I think. Well, the question is, what the fuck are you doing with your life? I think my, I think oh, my no, question was, did you make... Time. I think my question was, one of those ones you can get away with if you'd see someone's shit play that they're a friend of yours or whatever, and they say, well, did you do what you intended? 
Did you make what you intended to do? <laughs> Are you proud of yourself? Yeah. <laughs> You've done it again. Oh, God, people don't have to me at done that to me after gigs oh that's the worst you proud of yourself I did one where again the fringe, the fringe is very odd it's just because um, you just rock up and just find things yeah everywhere's a venue and I was in one pub and I was just looking for the toilet I was going up the stairs around the corner just is it, where's the toilet mate there there, there point, pointing away walked into a room I was like this isn't the toilet and they were doing a puppetry of the penis but not the professionals amateur versions of it a tribute <laughs> a free show like a tribute out to puppetry of the penis and one of the funniest things I've seen in my life. I love to just imagine that doing, that person shit at puppetry, penis puppetry. I love to imagine that was like someone of the opposite gen of a woman who just goes, "So that's what they get up to in those toilets." <laughs> <laughs> I was just looking for, the, and they're like, you know, trying to do an elephant or something. No, can't, no, can't do that one. <laughs> what you got next, Gary? Um... Worm, you've always got a worm. <laughs> Steve, Steve, what are we doing next? The uh, anteater. <laughs> It was so, very funny. that was our first diversion. Oh, sorry. Yeah, um, <laughs> this is going to happen a lot. So, uh, Rick from The Walking Dead is talking to uh, his wife about footballers. About three minutes in, she decides to turn it into a chat about multiple orgasms. Yeah, that's one of those. That was one of those staples of right. I remember there was like te- those terrible Doritos ads back in the day that were ripping off Friends to the point they literally ripped off the oh, multiple orgasms yeah. punchline. That was the big thing. Women with those multiple orgasms, just wanting more and more and more. That was a very nineties joke. That and group four shit. Teletext and teletext. No, the next put, thing I put here is I want to burn his hat again. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll put that in multiple times. So Zombie Man Rick t- checks out a young woman's underwear. Suddenly, we find an elderly pair sitting on a bench. This is going to happen a lot. Once you think you're in part of a plot, it will then just jump to another segment. Yeah, and there doesn't seem to be much rhyme or reason. It's like he doesn't want it to be like chapters. It's meant to be all intermingling, but they don't really intermingle that much so basically this is just fucked by editing yeah it's like it's like we're two thirds three quarters of the way through the rick from walking dead storyline yeah I'd, I'd say about halfway through i think that's it's more enti- than that. that's entirely the point of the film though little little bits little sections cut yeah, but, yeah but it's like, 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 like really weird like sushi. yeah but it's not like but it's not like magnolia or something like that where like all of actually where these storylines do continue throughout the whole film hmm. his story is over after about 10 minutes but we just they interrupted at one point. So we meet an elderly pair sitting on the bench. Uh, one of them is Eileen Atkins, who we have seen in the Avengers movie, guys. And I once served at HMV in the Fort Shopping Park. Mm. But at that time, I think I only knew her from Scenes of a Sexual Nature, and I didn't want to go, loved you in Scenes of a Sexual Nature, because... A, that'd be the weirdest thing she'd ever been recognised for in her life. Yeah. And B, would have been alive. <laughs> so Eileen Atkins, as seen in the Avengers is uh, seemingly being seduced by a cricket umpire. Yes. <laughs> and they, they have a really weird, tangible link that we'll get to. For a split second, I thought it was Ian McDermott, the guy who played the Emperor in the Star Wars films. Uh, and I also cool. saw recently at the Birmingham Rep playing Enoch Powell. It was very good. He played the ultimate embodiment of evil. He also played the Emperor from Star Wars. <laughs> right, my socialist brain has to tell me I have to do this. <laughs> Feel it! Feel the satire! <laughs> anyway, get to the lady in the pants. So, <laughs> so I've, I've put also the note that strangers don't talk to each other like this in London. This is bullshit. Yeah. No one so, sits on a bench next to someone and just goes, So, do you like the view? They just sit there in silence. Or go, Fuck off. Also, Fuck off. Or if they're in London, they try to spread as much of their stuff out as possible yeah. to prevent you from sitting near I'm them. I'm sorry, you can't sit there. That's where my cakes are. <laughs> also, the heath is full of dog shit. 
<laughs> I've, I've been naive. There's no, there's not like this. It's so not. is this script. <laughs> oh, oh, slime and burn! <laughs> you are on fire. So anyway, they have a conversation about nothing, and then we cut. And to... that's the end of the film. <laughs> the entire film really? conversation about nothing. And we cut back to uh, Zombie Lover checking out the girls' knickers. Oh, and um, uh, is Andrew Lincoln's character in this supposed to be? Described as generic bloke in shit hat. Yeah. And she is lady with pants. So, so you know. the wife then notices that Andrew Lincoln's character is checking out oh, this young girl's underwear. Naughty boy. Whilst he's just sitting there reading a book. He tries to <sighs> make up a lie about being a fan of the book. Hilarious! And dropping himself in it when the wife, being a bit of an arse, yeah, decides to say, call him out on it. Because he says Latranger and she goes Latranger. And I'm like, okay, someone who corrects someone else's French pronunciation... Then you're a villain. You're a dick. You're, you're, you're the bad person yeah. in this situation. Or as I, say, I don't care if he shagged that woman in front of you. You are the villain yeah. in this. So she you're gets up. Or love villain. Yeah. Love villain. She gets up. <laughs> now I'm the villain. <laughs> she gets up and... Actually, um, it's feminine, so you're la villain. Pants, pants, <laughs> pants, pants. <laughs> It's my favourite part of the film. <laughs> and it came so early. Oh, no, As did, did Michael. Hey! <laughs> There's a second bit of the film I did, did enjoy. Uh, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll find something. The wife decides to go over and confront and ask the, uh, the young woman lady. about the book to see if her husband was lying. Of course he was. Yeah. And then she's... Well, so that's a, that's, a, that's a big, thick version of L'Etranger or The Outsider or whatever you want to call it. That's a short-ass book. Maybe she's got that is a short story. Well. She's got yeah, yeah. She's so dumb. She's actually reading because she does describe what the film is. She just got it is a meditation on the. <laughs> yeah, she has a weird grasp of the English language where she can be very, very fluent. Maybe she was just acting. There is that. Hmm. So um, never. She basically <laughs> lands Andrew Lincoln's character in it by um. calling him out on his bullshit, and then the wife decides, you know what? You're not looking at any more women's underwear. We're going home. She then storms off. Proper. Huffy woman. Yeah, to go and pick up her items, making a total twat of her husband at the same time. I have to say, I did feel sorry for the husband. Yeah. I mean, you know, he I shouldn't know. have been looking, but at the same time, she really fucking laid him into yeah. it. Before he goes to walk away to go and help his wife, the young woman asks, were you really looking at me? And he says the most unexpected answer, yes. No man <laughs> who's ever been accused of looking at the underwear has ever gone, yep, I was having a look. No! I think at that point he's been You're rumbled not... so much he can't, you know, unless... I've unless been rumbled! You... <laughs> no, at that point you just lie and you run away. Yeah. This woman does something that no woman would ever do, I would have thought, in this situation. <laughs> she then leans back and agrees to show him another flash of the underwear, and his response is, thank you. And then he runs off. I mean, he's polite. Yeah. When you actually look at the film, as though, was she. When you actually look at the film, though, the the time between the wife storming off and him running after her, that's a huge amount. Did she not go back being a bit suspicious, yeah. thinking, "Why is he still talking to her? I've already made him look a complete dick." This is why couples in their thirties should have to have kids. Well, they've got too much time on their hands, you know. They've got yeah. their money, have a kid, you don't have these problems. Yeah. So now it's back to our elderly couple on the bench arguing about what day of the week it is. Thrilling is not the word. It's one of those ones where the writer's gone, look at this naturalistic dialogue. Yet, yeah, the way that people talk doesn't warrant a film. See, I 
would have not no, I would have been impressed. But I had to look it up to see if it was improvised. Yeah. It's one of these ones where oh, and we improvised. But that's because it well. wasn't interesting enough. Yeah, <laughs> you know? Basically, yeah. I think I can't. It was so how dull. It... No writer worth their salt would allow themselves. It was around that point where it's like, is it Wednesday? No, it's Thursday. I but I come here Wednesdays. I come here Thursdays. It must be Thursday. Accept the offer, really... you improvising novice. I really thought it was improvised then. So, but it's not. So that took about three or four minutes of our lives. And then we cut to a young woman and a bloke having an argument underneath the tree. Yes, the aftermath of the argument, though, really. Yeah. We didn't see the argument, which would have been interesting. She... she... <laughs> yeah, I can't write that kind of dialogue. <laughs> what do you expect from me? And another Com- thing... Um... Compelling action. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> As she's basically telling her lover to piss off, she uses the phrase, I'm bored right now. You and me fucking both up. <laughs> and then... As he goes away and she's getting quite tearful, suddenly Tom Hardy <laughs> just springs out of nowhere like some sort of sex-crazed nymph. I don't think that's the first time Tom Hardy's done this. No. It's just the first time it's been filmed. This is one of the first times I can remember actually seeing Tom Hardy. I don't think I saw the Star Trek film he was in. Yeah. I think I've just generally not seen any of the stuff he'd done. This is before he He's... got like sh- like catapulted into the show. Yeah, structure. yeah. He's an interesting guy, Tom Hardy. At times I'm a fan, but like, first of all, you never, you don't realise how short he is. Oh, yeah. Like, it's so crazy that they cast a man that short as Bane. <laughs> but then they bulked him out deliberately. I yeah, mean... and like, I noticed the scenes where he's actually <laughs> the way standing he's on... is that It sounds like they inflated him with a pump. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they bulked him out, right? And they they could have sh- got the electric pump, but I'm here with the foot pump. Yeah, like, she's trying to work down the gym for it. Like, right? scenes <laughs> where he's trying to be intimidated to Ben Mendels and he's literally standing on, like, steps above him. Yeah. <laughs> but all the actors are tiny, though. Yeah, yeah but yeah. More s- the Tom like... Hardy more so than most. <laughs> yeah, it's like Tom Cruise levels of. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tom Hardy's also an interesting guy. Like, at the time as well, it was like, he's ugly, but he's good-looking as well. <laughs> what? He is the confuser. Yeah, it's just like, he's ugly, but I can believe every woman fancies him. Yeah. He, it's he, kind of like Adam Driver's another classic example of that. Yeah, like, confusingly handsome. Everything about you says you're not, but you are. There's that Simpsons <laughs> thing, uh... Oh, oh, David Schwimmer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is handsome What's... in an ugly sort of way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but he's, uh, he's very, very, very uh, mid 2000s there, you know. Yeah. Polo shirt, board yeah. shorts. Oh, tattoos, a... but not quite sleeve that's tattoos a good one. yet. That's a tattoos good one. on the biceps, but yeah. they haven't reached the forearms. Not, not, not yet. Rumor has it that he appears whenever a woman is vulnerable or Victorian. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, Tom Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> And then he starts talking to this girl. Um, yeah, he's doing all the classic things. He negs her at one yeah. point. <laughs> Tom Hardy and his accent. Yeah. Which, yeah. It, what the fuck is that accent? It's the, it's the accent of someone that does hip-hop, which he did do at this time, oh, but is white, but just, wants to be legit. It's yeah. just a youth, a young person. Yeah. That's what they do, isn't I it? I am youthful in it, like. Yeah. And the then he, way. he can tell, compares himself as being young compared to the telephone. What the fuck? What kind of dialogue is this? Witty. Witty kind of dialogue. No, not witty. <laughs> shitty. Shitty dialogue. So it's like Hamster Dave, covered in shit, honestly. It's despite full despite of it. the fact that the woman wants him gone, he then decides to introduce himself properly as Noel. So we cut back to Zombie McPervert for literally a split second as he's running after the Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, I think, the most fucking unnecessary thing. It's a proper hempecked husband and yeah but he you didn't need to show that because he was already running off scared well, it's just an edit point isn't them for it's, the film oh, it's fucking irritating so Tom Hardy then decides he doesn't want to have sex with the attractive woman so he decides to meditate instead and tells <sighs> her to fuck off 
Yeah, he's being proper creepy at this point. Like, I think if this weren't a comedy, this could go down. It's very easy to take this down a very horrible path very quickly because he then does touch her. Yeah. And it's like, ooh. And then she decides to, the only way to get properly get rid of him is to, like, humiliate him. Yeah. And try to shag him. And it's at this point that Tom Hardy's ass That's finally a makes its way on screen. Yeah. As it has done in many other things. So, uh, Tom, uh, Tom Hardy ass collectors out there. <laughs> and I know you exist. Hardy asses. <laughs> Um, Hardy has to just make him sound like there's a it's a butch ass. So, so then he's, well, he's he's not he's not a again he's not a, like warrior bane level of physique, yeah, but he's yeah. still he's in good nick at this stage. Well, he's, a, he's a kid at this stage, isn't he? Yeah, he's still a youth. Yeah. I don't know. He's I don't think he's that young. I think he would have been like in his late twenties at the very he's only early forties now, isn't he? So early 30s. Oh, okay. oh fair enough. Yeah, because this was 06. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was earlier. No, no, no. no, 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 no. no. Um, I thought so, that's how they got the cast, because the cast is good. I thought it was like, you know. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, next point. Um, basically, the woman then rejects Tom Harley and tells him to fuck off. Again, that's a, that's a risk. That so, was a risk. This creepy guy, you've got him down to the point that you want him, you've got him in your pants. There's plenty of juries that will say, you let him on. Yeah. <laughs> so then she fucks off. And it's at this point that I realise that the writer is a bit shit when it comes to writing for women. I mean, a bit shit when it comes to writing for men. But... Certain men in particular. Yeah, but we'll, we'll get, get to that. that. Yeah. <laughs> we're, in fact, we're not too far off it. So, so we cut back to the old lovers. So I thought the point with that one is that, you know, lads are stupid and women can tell them to fuck off if they want. No, that I learned of everyone doesn't know how to make up their own fucking mind. Yeah, it was just like one of, I think it was just one of those classic, like, the creepy bloke being called out on his shit. Yeah, so I think it thought it was like wins. a liberation. It was like this was the this was the Guardian Easter equivalent of I spit on your grave. Like this is <laughs> as far as they'll take it. But... Pleasant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we cut back now to our old couple. For fuck's sake, they're, they're going to be quite. They are prominent. our Greek yeah. chorus. Yeah. yeah. They were around so, at the times of ancient Greece. As a, <laughs> three. <laughs> as they discuss um, three, their past, it dis- if we find out. That they were star-crossed, long-lost lovers from years ago. Because of course they fucking were. Otherwise, everything they say and do would be So they're claiming they, they go there. He goes there every Wednesday. She goes there every Thursday. Other way around. Uh, or whatever. They go there yeah, every week. So are we talking, talking like, they're, you know, if this is still going on, during the beasts from the east, were they all there just freezing <laughs> their bloody knackers off? Every time it was Christmas Day, Boxing Day, you know? It was like... Yeah. <laughs> New Year's Day and Chinese New Year. <laughs> so that means they've been able to take Wednesdays off from wherever fucking job oh, they have. Long retired. Yeah, but if they've been doing this. Yeah, but they've been doing it every Wednesday. So that means they. She thinks have to like her time. husband thinks she's doing an affair, and she won't tell him. No, I'm just a weirdo that goes to this one bench. <laughs> every I week. just do this to get away from you. <laughs> and then he dies. I don't. I don't have the bravery to have an affair. But I'm if looked, I did, I would. <laughs> I'm looking for the man called <laughs> Eddie, who I named my son after, who I fucked many years ago. If I'm lucky, a French lady in her knickers will be reading a book. <laughs> I'm having an affair with a bench, all right. <laughs> if I'm lucky, suddenly Tom. At least, at least I'm on some kind of wood once in a while. Hey. <laughs> Number four. Oh, well done. So um, I should have done a punch up on this script. Man. In that I should have punched up the writer. But <laughs> so it's time to cut again to another segment because, of course, it is. Mm. We don't like things that aren't heavily edited. Now the next part I think is just quite weird but pleasant. It's just blokes having a swim. 
Oh yes, but what are these blokes? These blokes are homosexuals. They rarely known at 2006, according to this book. <laughs> yeah, of this film. Oh, I don't. I've, I've never been to Hampstead Heath. I don't know what it's like over there. Are all gay people sort of penned into I one area? Was, I thought it was Clapham that was supposed to be. No, the Heath is notorious for. Yeah, I, I know the yeah. Heath is notorious for it, but I didn't realise they're all sort of like penned into one yeah, it's segregation like, it's like in the, the uh, nude, like the nudist beaches. Yeah, it's like, well, to be fair, like, we can't do it for Don't Watch That, Watch This, because it's French, but I might as well recommend it whilst we're here. There's a French film called Strangers by the Lake that is... I've heard about this. And it does have literal scenes of a sexual nature. Call back, there's an element of nine songs in that film. And that is, like, there is a gay part of this park or beach area where they go to Congress. You know, that's what happens, you know, especially back in the day. They didn't have... You know, you didn't have Canal Street in Manchester. You didn't have um, you didn't have your t- Street in Birmingham. So you kind of just, had to have your. This is just park Tinder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we know what those gays like doing, oh, according gosh. to this film. Yeah, he becomes lounging around. So, shaggedy shag, shag, shaggedy shag. Our couple to focus on is uh, Renton from Train Spotting, and from Diana, another film that we've looked at already. Paul fucking Burrell. So they're playing a gay couple who. Yeah. Uh, the one is. That's right, Ewan McGregor, and he's the flirty one. Yeah, Ewan McGregor basically is scanning out every other homosexual man on that. He is Looking going... at couples who look back approvingly. Yeah, almost as if the writer is suggesting that all gay couples are promiscuous. This is the waiting room for the orgy that they're all about to attend later on. Yeah. Except for the one disapproving gay who doesn't like it. Yeah, which and is he just boyfriend. happens to be Ewan McGregor's lover. And he reads books. Yeah. <laughs> But not in his frilly underwear. So they get into a conversation where they start sexualising the good life, which in my world is punishable by fucking death. But I don't even remember I that. Can't remember yeah, they it. discuss about like who they, which one they used to fancy in the past. One used to fancy Felicity Kendall, the other one used to fancy, um, what's her name? The other one. Yeah. Penelope do, Keith. Penelope Keith. How yeah. do they get along? One person thinks this, one person hey, thinks that. the original that. one couple. It's just, just to show that they're very different people. But of course they had to love fancy women in the first place. Because they all get turned in the end. Yep, yep, they decide. It's that's, a decision. That's how gay works. And it's a switch you can turn on and off. That's the thing. Like, I think oh. this film thinks it's a very advanced idea of what gays are it's like. So but it's so dumb. not. But that's the, the thing is, it's all because it is about you know sexual politics and stuff. It's like, right, we've got the old ones. We've got the young couple, we've got the idiot boy, and we've got some gays as well. <gasps> it thinks it's really smart, you know, so fair play. I, it's I imagine if it's they, bollocks, but you know. If they were to do that now, they'd have to throw in like a polyamorous group. Mm. Yeah. Just to sort of have like a four-way conversation. What is polyamorous? <laughs> Multiple. Multiple. Yeah. Partners, yeah. Uh, in this film's version, oh, okay. it's actually like the ball from Raiders of the Lost Ark, but it's humans, and it's just gathering more and more <laughs> yeah. as it goes down the hill. <laughs> so we're yeah. Polly. <laughs> so the uh, the gay guys have had their little chat, and then we cut to uh, Adrian Lester from the Hustles and Birmingham. He's from Birmingham. Oh yeah, good Brummy lad. Mm. Um, and he's desperate to get a piss, but. Of course, he keeps running into them gays, doesn't oh, he? Oh, they see a cock out, they know what's coming. Oh, because he can't take a slash anywhere. Especially not a public toilet. Where this is the smuggest scene of all the smug oh, scenes. Oh, God, it becomes fucking insufferable. Oh, because not only... Because uh, Adrian Lester then has uh, his partner turn up, played by Catherine Tate, right. and it turns out that they're a couple 
But they're getting divorced. Oh, and, oh. they keep kissing each yeah, other, and they're, they're so like, affectionate. Passionately oh. kissing, and they're really like happy to see each other. Just a bit with their daughter. And the daughter's yeah. happy they're divorcing. And, and the, she's, yeah. she's very clued up for a four-year-old. It's a writer going, am I blowing your minds? <laughs> yeah, it's like... We've got um, gays and a divorced couple that like each other? But Go they on, love guys. each other, really. Who knows? But they, they know they can't be together. together. Why? Why? You've given no character motivational reason yeah. for it. Why? No, this is a short story. We don't have to go into depth and things like that. Just be blown in your mind by the twist. So that was want... this is my least favorite bit yeah. in the whole film. So we want answers, and instead, cut back to the fucking old buggers. <laughs> and they've made a decision now. Here, they've decided they're going to go up a hill. More so, on this story later. Mm. To be fair, this walking up the hill is the inciting incident. Yeah. As far as this is <laughs> This is the drama, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is where the tension lies. More than making up the hill, this more is, than This is Apollo up. Creed making the call to Rocky Balboa. <laughs> <laughs> we cut back now to Adrian Lester's desperate search for a bush to piss in. They discuss about their relationship and how it <laughs> fucked up gloriously. And they bought the kid a bike because that's what happens when you get divorced to get yeah. nice stuff. And she's so happy, and she's going to get another mummy, and she's going to get. Uh, it's, yeah. it's just oh, no, it's, she, she wants Catherine to take like, to be a lesbian, right? Yeah, just yeah. if you're going to do dra- if you're going to do divorce, do the standard thing, do the drama about yeah, it. setting fire to each other. Oh, having a lovely happy divorce isn't fantastic. No, it's fucking not. It's horrible and emotional. It's so smug. It's fucking. It makes me. The so characters bitter. are smug. The writing smug. Even the kids insufferably smug. Oh, no, fuck the, the kids, kids are the worst. Kids are shit. <laughs> Kid is the worst. Yeah. Right. I was saying, the will they won't they of this is not them two, it's actually will he get to piss or not. <laughs> the one thing though, that it, again it reminds me of just how much I hate the writing of women in this. Because the writer. I think you're going to stop the women. The writers. <laughs> <laughs> women writers! No, the, the writers just can't write women for shit. Women can't it, write. The, the writers can't write this. It's uh, an awful film. Yeah. Yeah, this is a bloke. The, the yeah. name's a bit odd, but it's a, it's yeah. a bloke that wrote yeah. this. It, it's it's terrible. The, the whole thing is based on writing and conversations, and he can't and write What gets me, though, I'll watch some of the making of, and they're all going, well, it was the script that sold it to me. Really? What? <laughs> well, I think this is because actors, like I said, this is very theatrical. This is mm. very... Yeah. And a lot I, of these actors, would, I wish I was doing theatre, but I can't... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, I could totally see this being performed on stage. Yeah. Like a, like a short... 100%. It's a, it's a writer's showcase. Yeah, and you like, just have like... An this writer's not going to get past that. Yeah. An hour and a half like of this coming back and forth. on all like You play them linearly. Yeah. And I could totally buy into that. But cut into segments in a film like this, it's just annoying. I'm trying to make it mean something. It's yeah. like you can do films about the mundane, the people talking, but you know it has to be something almost generation defining, like Clerks is. Yeah, but it's also the fact that everyone is incredibly middle class. Yeah, there's that's no. The thing. Like I said, they're all getting their time off got... work. <laughs> yeah. Apart from suddenly Tom Hardy. Apart from Tom Hardy, is like the little working class. He's the fucking uh, scrum, demon. Scrum, yeah, yeah, he's the scum of the earth. <laughs> they're all. I just want to fuck something. Like you said, they're all very small. They're all doing all right for themselves. You know, they're all. Well, yeah. I mean, we get really, see. There's no tension. We, you know? we'll, I'll save it for when we see him. But I've got yeah. a line about that. So Adrian Esther finally finds a bush that doesn't have a homo in it. That's that storyline completed. Thanos <laughs> <laughs> so, has found the final <laughs> stone. And Adrian Lester's got a piss somewhere. So he he gets his slash. He comes back and does a Sean Connery impression. Hmm? After every way, do you not yeah. do a Sean Connery impression? <laughs> that was a 10 out of 10 push. <laughs> but um, 
No, I prefer the Roger Moore. Wonderful show. <laughs> but then it, it, it's like he goes over and he touches his child on the head and he grabs his... After he's pissed. Oh, yeah, like he didn't wash his hands or anything. Yeah, that no, exactly. Um, you've got to have, have the bottle of water like I do. Adrian, you filthy bastard. If you piss in public, you've got to make sure you've got a bottle of water with you so you can give yourself at least a bit of a wash down. Or, the, or, or just get the little antiseptic. Um, yeah, or just don't touch people. Yeah, 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 you yeah. just go, I would, but... Pissy hands. After you piss, don't touch people. Well, that there is we one go. of my favourite lines. I don't know what film it is, and I'm not sure if I've seen the film. I just read it, which was a, it was like best comebacks in cinema. And one was, didn't your mother teach you to wash your hands? He says, no. She told me not to piss on my fingers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. Uh, Maybe, okay, Adrian's got very good so, aim. Okay, so Adrian go. now has gone off with his daughter, leaving Catherine Tate on her own. So as she's there, sitting, waiting for something to happen. Uh, along as come... are we all. <laughs> <laughs> along come the old buggers going for a walk, because oh, fucking something happened already! They're doing. A... They're walking up a hill, that's something. They're, they've got the most adventurous plot in the whole thing. They have to walk up a hill. Well, they go on an adventure, they I do. guess. They, do. they venture somewhere. They venture to adventure. That's what they've got. There's one couple later that do a walk down the road. That's about as much as we care. Anyway, we've got a lot of loose threads, so here comes another one. Uh, Mark Strong is now in full spy mode. I was so not paying attention, I genuinely yeah, had to ask you guys afterwards. Did what happened in this scene happen, or did I create something yeah. in my head? Because this is even this isn't even a walk up a hill. This is a stroll from walk. one end to another that we can see both ends. Yeah. So Mark Strong has agreed to meet someone. There's a question of payment. We've come to assume now that she's a hooker, mm. and that he's bought her for three minutes of conversation. <laughs> Does he? He checks out another woman that walks past, but it's not the French woman, is it? It's, oh yeah, yeah. We'll we'll, we'll another come to attractive that because lady. That, that that opens up whole whole aspects. Um, we're now fifty two minutes in to the film, and fuck all has happened. So Adrian Lester is now going around with his child, and they found somewhere to sit. But yeah. oh no, it's in the gay part of the heath. The gay part? Gay part? Yeah. Gay part? <laughs> I salute you, sir. There we go. <laughs> so Adrian Lester's character now is mortified that his daughter is anywhere near the gays. Oh yeah, he goes proper homophobic, yeah, doesn't he? Yeah, he rests seriously he panicking. Has, yeah, but he has, in the last ten minutes, tried to go for a piss twice and been nearly touched up by gays in the bush. Yeah, but <laughs> he's not like... All you've got to do is say no thank you. Yeah. And it's fine. They're not Unless it's Tom Hardy. Then it's... <laughs> <laughs> then he's a persistent one. Then he starts meditating. <laughs> and you piss on him. That's how, you, that's how you get rid of a, um, a, 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 a rogue Tom Hardy. Who's <laughs> how you just get rid of meditators? <laughs> that as well. Anyway. Try not sensing this. <laughs> Try emptying your mind of what this is. So he, he ushers his daughter through the uh, through the gay section. Oh, this is the worst one. Um, and then that inspires Renton to want children with Diana's butler, Paul Burrell. No, that bit with the um, hustle and his kid, that annoyed me. He's like... So he's, he's annoyed with all the gays are sitting down there. He's like, oh, can we get another? We need to get another ice cream. But I've already had one. Well, some days you need two ice creams. Oh, fuck off. No child has ever <laughs> said no to a second ice cream. <laughs> but again, that's the smugness kid. Also, here's well. the point where the gay guy, like the, with the gay guys talking about adoption, this is the writer going, see? It's like how Ricky Gervais goes, see? I'm pointing out the racism's bad. <laughs> They have hilarious, yes. but bad. Yeah. Yeah. They have a very standard conversation that any couple would do about like what to do if they were to have children, 
how would they raise it? Who would stay at home and look after the kid? And who would we're like stay at home? Neither of us have jobs. Look at us. We're yeah. in <laughs> on a Wednesday afternoon. I mean, how do we get this time off? <laughs> and then Renton's character has a look around the heath and agrees he'll stop fucking around so long as Paul Burrell's character uh, stays and looks after the kid, which he agrees to. And he says he'll think about it. They have a lovely kiss. They goes off to shag some men. Wait a second! Like, yeah, was that like... I, I was lost uh, in that. Yeah, I was on my phone a lot. I'll, <laughs> I'll stop shagging around, but in the meantime, I'm going to shag around. To be fair, when I go on diets, I'm going, I'm going healthy. Just after this one last... Yeah. <laughs> We've all had that one last it pizza. It starts I've, tomorrow. <laughs> I've done that. I'm, I'm giving up bread for the month for, uh, at the moment, and like for the last week, I've just had all of the bread. <laughs> you know? Yeah. The diet starts tomorrow, but yeah. however, there are leftovers tomorrow. Yeah, I've tried to give up bread in the past, and it's just you realise the simplicity of it. Yeah, just, it, gets, it gets... I'm three days in, it's horrible. Mm. I don't like it. So... But uh, it was the same way um, the thingy feels about fucking. So, fucking <laughs> random strangers. There's the link back in. So, his fucking is your bread. Well, he I likes fucking my bread, hopefully. Uh, I can't. It wouldn't be vegan anymore. <laughs> so, we hook back to the old buggers who are still fucking walking. It's I a big hill. Old people, you know, we've got to, we've got to applaud their efforts. It's a big efforts. old hill. <laughs> and they're going to take longer than Lord of the Rings to get to their summit. Yeah. No, they won't. It's an hour and a half hill. Lord of the Rings is like a million. It feels longer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> put here. I swear, one of these two needs to keel over very soon, or I'm no. going to get very cross. <laughs> too, much, too much action. That'd be far too much action. You've um, already had the piss. I mean, yeah, I know that. To the, be the, fair, these actors were being paid scale, so I imagine one of the older ones. You want it to fall to the ground? That's going to cost you. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be able to get back. And also, together. there's a big reveal of them later on. So, <laughs> he's trying to insert <laughs> again I think you might have imagined some this, twists yeah. that yeah. weren't actually there so, again I was on my phone a lot I was on Twitter yeah. guess what guys suddenly Tom Hardy hey, hey. sudden Tom Hardy he's back again Tom Hardy popping up hello everyone and just basically he's now trying to chat up the French girl who was flashing her knickers from earlier she's having none of it the, the story's older. crossed together guys she, she likes the older gentleman mm-hmm. maybe I'm in he tries to chat her up terribly too and I am so fucking bored um, that takes up another like 20 seconds we're an hour in and literally fucking nothing has happened I misremember that being like a post credits thing so I was like has the film finished and yeah. no it wasn't there's another one hey, Tom mm. lots have happened they've, they've discussed divorce couples can be friends too they've discovered gays are, are, are promiscuous they've discovered old people can talk I mean there's loads of stuff this film has covered oh god I'm bored <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we cut to another couple because why not Oh, um, this is a newbie, isn't it? Yeah, this is The Man from Heaven, played by Gina McKee. Oh, I love her. Best bit and, of the film, just and that, her being there. And that posh twat from Downton. Now, this is where I was going to say, I've got a line about this, because you're saying about all these well-off people. Hugh Bonneville has a face that says it's impossible for this man to be earning less than £50,000 a year. <laughs> it's like, a, that face can't earn less yeah. than mm. that money. That so, face has been moisturised very well. That face has never done a trade that face has been attached to a body that wore one of those choir singer outfits for all the years. <laughs> he was at yes. St. Edmund's Bury or wherever it was that his fee-paying school was. <laughs> it's a face that's never grown a beard. It's so pink and rosy and... Yeah, yeah. It's a face that, it's a face that knows very well what port is. If he does... I know what port is. 
Oh no, you're all awkward. Because I have to face the nose very well. It's a face that knows what the prefects were like when he was a first year. It's a face that's done If you've seen cheese... If, you'll know what I'm talking about. It's a face that does cheese tasting more Sorry. than once. We're very close to doing the um, Vic Reeves. <laughs> With your face! Like a, <laughs> like a confused badger. With your face, like a posh top stop sign. <laughs> With your face, like a, a long-time popular animated pig that has been humanised for the live-action version. <laughs> With your face of a child that's been inflated. With your face <laughs> that has never passed puberty, but people have always assumed you're at least 37. <laughs> With your face that screams you either write for Private Eye or have sued Private Eye many times. <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> getting back, I've just had to headbutt the microphone to keep myself from falling asleep. Next! <laughs> so yeah, the man from heaven and the posh trap from Downs are having a nice picnic. She is lovely though. Um, he's brought home, he's brought with him like a, a hamper from, I, I assume to be like Fortnum and Mason level, because he's got fucking... Arids or something? Yeah, proper fine china and Chateau Neuf de Pop. I think I hate this man. <laughs> I basically... It's a it's a blind date. Here's some of the most expensive wine uh, I can find. Just by, Love I, me. I thought he worked in a wine shop. Because he says he had, like, no, 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 no. He's a bookseller, isn't he? That's his living. Again, I wasn't paying attention. I don't think he's quite eBay. The writer wasn't paying attention, yeah. mate. We're fine. No, they say that like he can get his hands on any published book within forty-eight hours. No. Tom Hardy back yet? Oh no, but um, the man but Hugh Bonneville's been... making all sorts. Oh, yeah, 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 he's yeah. very comically bumbling, and I yeah. really fucking hate he's, him. He's been his best Hugh Grant. Yeah. yeah, it's gone from being cringy funny to just cringy. Somehow they managed to accuse each other of racism. Yep. Yeah. Not entirely sure how. Um, By both we're... being racist, to be honest. He says coloured, and then she says, and oh, she just was assumes, an Asian yeah. shop owner. Yeah. But he was black. He was from Somalia. Am I blowing your mind? <laughs> you can just imagine every line around this. This is going to be fucking gold. <laughs> this, will, this will wake up the Guardianistas from their liberal slumber. David Mamet ain't got shit on me. <laughs> We cut back to Mark Strong and his lady, and they're just having a conversation. That's literally it. They're talking. The about whole film nothing. is just having a conversation. So, out of nowhere, Tom Hardy! Tom Hardy! He shacks! Tom Hardy's now popped up into Mark Strong's segment because Tom Hardy just appears like Stanley in Marvel films. He does the classic You Got a Light moment. Yeah. Uh, he just looks at the guards and goes, very nice. And then they both get really fucking offended by it. It was a Rightly dick move. So. Yes. The, but yeah. it, they really overreacted to it. Yeah. Also, he didn't seem to be leaving at that point his as act, well. His accent changed quite dramatically here as well. Well, of course he does. That's what Tom Hardy does. Tom Hardy does do that. He, so you can't pinpoint him. Yeah, that's a good point. Like Daniel Day-Lewis. But he was being like a rude boy earlier on, and he was being quite... Well, maybe he he, he he adjusts his character for whatever. Ah, okay. That's guys, what the pickup artist does. Guys, I have some major news for you. The old buggers have reached the summit of the hill. Hey, looks like you made it. <laughs> Love lift us up where we belong. No, 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 no. 
No, no, there's no name. If only we could make a deal with God. Be running yeah. up that hill. Oh, yeah. We are just singing to pick the energy up because it's so <laughs> tall. It's, oh, it's fucking incredibly boring. Um, yeah, I'll put the old buggers have reached the summit of the hill. Still no plot to be found. <laughs> um, maybe there's some plot on higher ground. <laughs> it's maybe, over! I have the higher ground! <laughs> maybe we can see the plot from here. No, no, just no, London. No. Has he been for a piss yet? Yes. Yeah, yeah. We have that. literally gone into one of these space stations that can see the Earth. Can you find the plot? No. 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 <laughs> Nothing interesting happening yet. Well, the old gets up to. Oh, they just have a chat again. <laughs> all they do is walk around and have a chat. That's all anyone does in this entire fucking film, apart from Tom Hardy, who just wants to get his fucking end away. And Ewan McGregor just lies on his front having a chat. Yeah. You and McGregor just get some sun looking at all the boys. He does a kiss as well, you know. Yeah, he does several kisses. That's, that's acting. Anyway, we go back to Mark Strong again. Strong mm. Mark. And uh, now he's paying the escort. Um, She's literally just escorted him from one end of a... One <laughs> end of this, this, this section to the other. Patio? I yeah, don't know yeah. what it was. Like a sort of brickwork garden thing. And it's a gazebo? But not, not a gazebo. But and he has to path. And he has to pay her for a conversation. Yep. To be fair, there are a lot of men that do that. And like very lonely, sad men that don't look like Mark Strong. They might yeah. be bald like <laughs> they might be bald like Mark Strong, but they don't look like Mark Strong. They don't carry it off like Mark Strong. I was out. Um, I was out the other night with a couple of friends. We were having a few drinks. It got to about three o'clock or so, and we just got into a cab and said, "Look, just find a place that's open, not on Broad Street." And he was like, "Right, okay. You got two options. You got this strip club or the whorehouse." <laughs> <laughs> There's the only two. I lived opposite a brothel for a long time. I was like, oh, I just wanted a pint of Foster's or something. You know? yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's the whole house. house. They have a lovely fridge. Yeah. <laughs> well stocked. Great pumps. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's slow one. That's one. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that was that was, uh, that was my. Yeah, I, I lived. I lived opposite a brothel for years. One nine two, it called itself. Mates we rate. all knew what was going on. Mates rates or. I never used it. Oh, okay. We go back to the slight racists. Uh, dear God, kill me. And Hugh Bonneville gets upset. Because she's looking yeah, at uh, yeah. Mark Here's Strong. The thing. Here's Not the Mark thing. Strong, We're ten okay. minutes away from the end, right? Oh, good Lord. And that includes five minutes of credits. So we're nearly there, guys. Mm. She's just chatting away to him and he looks away, sees Mark Strong's character walking across the heath. And for some reason... Hugh Bonneville really takes offence to this. Yeah, because they were like, oh, are they falling in love? Because they, because they were talking about how old they were as well. She was forty-one, so she couldn't have kids. He's and... an incel from previous episodes. Bloody women looking at other men. Oh, when I'm on a date with them. Uh. I only assume this is meant to be like a bookending of like the different ways you react. Like, because obviously we we were talking earlier about. Rick from Walking Dead and his wife getting furious at him, publicly humiliating him over it. But instead, Hugh Bonneville just gets really huffy and walks off. I don't know if that's what he was trying to say. Yeah. Because it was right at the start and right at the end of the film. Oh, I didn't... Uh, Bookends. I didn't oh. get that. I just... I didn't work yeah. it out. Yeah. Because they were about to go for a, a walk. Yeah. To go for a walk. And then, um, yeah, he just pissed off because she glanced at a man. I mean, Mark Strong will make many men feel inferior. Oh yeah, I feel very inferior. <laughs> but and it was just again, it was like I need drama. Shit, we're eighty-five minutes into this film. I've realised I've not done any drama. <laughs> but then, and it wasn't funny either. Well, I have a rewrite. Nah, nah. We then cut back to our old buggers, who are observing kites now. 
Yep. So that's breaking it's news. It's kind of like a metaphor for their life or something. Yeah. I don't know. And then Tom Hardy appears again, messing about with a dog. And that's, that's the almost end. it. The implication to me was that Tom Hardy was going to go off and have sex with that dog. <laughs> <laughs> As Tom Hardy is one to do. Like, he'd had, he'd had no luck. Mm. This dog was the only one that loved him. He said, you're the only thing that loved him. He's like, it was the dog that he encountered right at the end of the scene with Sophie Okonodo. Yeah, because the dog the goes dog to harass him. And I think it might actually be Tom Hardy's real-life dog, because I know he's been a dog. He's, he's a huge dog lover. Yeah, yeah, he's a big dog lover, as, as this film implies. No. And then he's like, you're the only one that loves me. And then the dog like pulls his collar from behind, and it's like, pull it, and it goes, you cheeky thing, like, like he's being flirtatious. Yeah. And then she, then the dog runs off, and he just sort of walks after it. And he's like playing with his belt. I think he's gonna shag the he's dog. He's not gonna <laughs> shag the dog. Look, he might. He might the shag the dog. Uh, but yeah, um, so you, you said Tom Hardy banged the dog. Is that the post credit scene? That was the post credit yeah. scene. That are we done we... then? Yeah. Yeah. Hey! That was that was barely a film. Yeah. Oh, it was basically uh, a stage play that didn't end up on stage, and for some reason they smacked a fucking budget on it. But it wasn't even a stage play that would have worked as a play of like all these people. It is just those little two-handers that you get at actors' showcases. It's those books, books of audition pieces. Yeah, this you is know. this is a, a collection of short scripts that were bound together by seemingly by accident. It's and just, Sean Heath. It's just so. There's no reason for this to exist. And it's like, oh, we made it for so cheap. Yeah, but you can make a good film for cheap. Like I said, like Clerks is a film about a bunch of people just chatting, but it yep. felt vital and important. It's one of my favourite films. You know, obviously, Kevin Smith took a huge fucking dive afterwards and, like. I can't bring myself to watch Chasing Amy because that's the one I always go. No, he also wrote that, and like a chasing especially Amy the I'm sexual politics of. of that might be. Dogma, I'm a fan of Dogma. It was good when you were fourteen. Yeah, and that's if good. you rewatch it now, you're in it, what twenty eight? Uh, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> But like this film doesn't have any. It's potential. Well, I'll say dogma. something nice. Oh the yeah, the cast was okay. great. So yeah, something nice. Michael, you've already jumped in. Yep, I've taken the only one. Uh, <laughs> the cast was great. But well, the cast, the cast weren't making much effort. This is none of their like finest no, hours. But they, like you say, the budget no, was twenty. You're not gonna, none but of these say, actors would put it in their show reel. So what you're applauding is it more that you're applauding just the actors helped this guy out by making a film for such yeah, a low budget. Like you say, the budget was twenty quid. And they worked for scale. The actors did their ten minutes and pissed off. You know, yeah, yeah. I've got nothing positive to say about it. The cast, the collective, were great. To be fair, he could be worse for an actor. You could have a movie forty three on your CV. Well, also, that's the thing. so many of these films, like movie forty three, this and just. But it's not the cast's fault. The cast are good actors. It's just a shit script. Yeah, that's, well, no, that's, that's, they're all good actors individually. Give them something decent, they would have knocked out a decent film. It's just the script is crap. And that's what baffles me that they all said it was the script that attracted them. Because it obviously wasn't the money. They have to say that on promotional things. Yeah, but like they were literally paid minimum wage for this. Maybe film, it's basically. one of those where the script reads well, but when you actually yeah. perform it, it's just. It reads very awesome. theatrical, and a lot of these people come from awesome theatre. Yeah. So And they're like, I should go back to theatre. The, the, this gig playing theatre will earn you £950. A month, or you could do a day's work. 
But on a Star Wars film and yeah. get, you know. But we're all comics. We've all done shit gigs because we know someone who's asked us to do it. Yeah. It's one of them. Yeah, but we, them. We, 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 do, we do this shit for free, you know? <laughs> um, I just... I've got to try and think of something nice. Yeah. I can't even say it was filmed particularly well just because it was the summertime and you put the... You, you film something in the summertime, it's going to look nice. I was going to say I applaud it for trying to cover all the, all the bases, that it was old people, young people, gay people... But even then... I'm gonna, okay, I'm going to applaud Sophie Okonodo. I think her performance was actually a strong performance. I think you could put that in a showreel. She cries, she gets angry, she goes through an emotional you know, roller coaster. essentially. Mm. I think the script is really poor. It kind of goes through peaks and troughs and it doesn't make any like narrative thrust from start to finish. But she makes the most of that material. It crams too much into five minutes. Yeah, but it's like she gets angry, then he goes away, then he comes back. Like She actually has to kind of react to this as, in a relatable way. Mm. And again, like... The way she behaves at the end is like a hell of a risk, but it is kind of like you've got the exasperation of her having to deal with it. And Tom Hardy, I suppose, did as best as he could playing a sleazy scumbag. So I don't even think that's a particularly good scene. But I thought the acting in that was above just reciting the lines like people like Ewan McGregor and them lot were really doing. Yeah. So I'll give Sophia Kanodo and Tom Hardy, but particularly Sophie, credit that they got more out of that script than that script had to give. Because you guys have jumped onto the, the performances, I didn't want to focus on that for a, a thing I liked. But there's very little else to enjoy. I will admit some of the cinematography I enjoyed because... But like you say, it's because it was the summertime. It would be more sort of yeah. photographic. And it's like people expect it. kudos for taking a photo of a hill. You didn't make that hill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon if they just followed one of those stories throughout and made a film about so is this one more of how you can make it better well but I don't think any of these sto- these stories are too like the idea of a couple that gets on the, the divorcing but it still get along yeah. you couldn't stretch any of these out for an hour and a half two old people that. finding out that they knew each other in their youth you could stretch out but you couldn't do it over that one day you couldn't no. do it like cinema verite you know like real time you couldn't do that it would have to then they meet. They go to the pub. They go. They meet each other again, or whatever. Ugh. If you do the old people, you just do a series of Wednesdays when they meet up. Yeah, yeah, and then, yeah, yeah. I don't know, bang or something. <laughs> um. Oh, okay. If, if I've got to say something nice, the director remortgaged his own flat in order to afford to be able to pay this, and the actors were kind enough to just take basic extra scale in order to perform in it. So I think on that count... It was made out of passion, is that what yeah, you're saying? Yeah, the, the, the director really believed in the project, and he went... Uh, he didn't get any help from any studio. He went and got his own cash from Reimorting his flat. But I think if you got Ewan McGregor, you think... I'll it's going to make it back. Read. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to attract like TVs and TV yeah, companies yeah. And, and, and festivals and that. You're going to sell that film on the base of... You can put Ewan McGregor on the poster. You can put... You know, Adrian, um, maybe not Adrian, I tried with no, depends where you're going. Uh, Tom Hardy, not so much at that point. Be Sophie Okonoda was actually quite a big name at that stage. It'd it? be picked up by Film 4 or something, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah now. Yeah. Well, I think it was. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think Is the director still going, though? He does. No, but to no. be fair, I, when I was watching that, he wasn't actually, he'd done directing. Like, he, the DVD included a, a BAFTA winning or nominated short film he'd done in 96, which was all right for a short film better than any of these short films 
Um, in the, the, it has so is that what, is he a short film person? So he's I made think lost, so. He's well, made he was a journalist. Yeah. He was a journalist. Oh, okay. um, so he was independently not wealthy, but if you own a property in London at that point, you mm. can remortgage. You probably do have a bit of money. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, how will we make it better? I suppose, like you say, you either you either punch up the dialogue and make it witty and funny, and then you can do it, or you just take one of the stories and actually try to make a bloody story out of it. I'm, I'm going to say. To make it better, put it on the stage instead. It is definitely... You look at the way the script reads... The I think just the because the dialogue is theatrical doesn't make it a theatrical it's still story. A, I, I, it's still a I crap think, script. I think it would work better on stage than it does on screen. I think you tolerate it more on stage because you think, like, it's the theatre and maybe this is good. You have to. You can't turn it off. <laughs> you know? yeah, it's it's <laughs> definitely you, you more... Put, you put a jacket on, you can't leave. Theatre's, theatre's given a lot more leeway, I think, especially with dialogue and, and things oh, like gotcha. that. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. Like like I said, I've I've seen especially like that opening bit with Andrew Lincoln and the other woman. Like that dialogue is the sort of dialogue I've heard in so many plays. Exactly, and it's just. But that doesn't mean they're good plays. No, but it's, <laughs> I think it would be better, not great, but it'd be better on better stage suited. than on the screen. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I think that's definitely the writing style that they've adopted. Mm. Uh, but what about I'm making it better? Yeah. Um, uh, uh, no, Very just, good point. Just go for a second. Uh, More Tom Hardy ass. Just, I mean, obviously. <laughs> uh, no, just just get another writer in. Have a, yeah. have a, have a scan. Also, have a write, scan of the script. Write gay punch people it. better. Punch yeah. it up. Uh, just punch the script up. It's, there's jokes to be had there. But, you know. Well, like I said, like the basis of some of this stuff, like you know, some of it reminded me of like some of the gay stuff reminded me of Stranger by the Lake, which was a great film. So, like, you know, obviously that was like a murder mystery as yeah. well. But, um... Adam Murder. There we go. There we go. There we go. It's murder. Murder. <laughs> Mur- murder and Hampstead Heath. <laughs> all, um, all the accents we've gone for there have nothing to do with London. <laughs> <laughs> cool, it's been a murder. <laughs> hey, it's been a murder. So, we've uh, ran out of things to say. Hey, you! Don't watch that! Watch this! This is going to sound really, really obvious, and re- because we do try and find like films that people haven't seen before and more sort of obscure ones. This one though is a classic that pretty much everyone has seen at some point in their life. If you're going to watch a British ensemble comedy about relationships, middle class people, and middle class people, just go and watch Four Weddings and a Funeral. That at least has some good dialogue in it. Yeah, at least it's the, the, seen it. <laughs> the writing's substantially better. Well, the characters, even the gay characters, are more fleshed out. That's true, actually. It's, Stop the clocks. Exactly. It's it, it's got an emotional punch to it as well. Mm. Okay, I'm not the biggest fan of Hugh Grant of the world. Okay. There's a reason he became, for a brief period, one of the biggest movie stars in the world off yeah. of that one film. Yeah, like I've, Oscar I've, nominated, you know, the year that Pulp Fiction, Forrest Gump, Shawshank Redemption, I think maybe Quiz Show was the other nominee. I think Quiz Show, yeah. Four Weddings and a Funeral was the fifth nominee of that year. And why not? It's a, a, if you're going to actually watch, like I say, an ensemble British comedy about relationships with middle class people, that's the the one you go for. In pretty. Country, well, not all in the countryside, but there's very picturesque yeah. areas. Because it is broken up into several different yeah, pieces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's definitely more linear. Well, they're now, like I, I told you this uh, the other day, and you didn't seem to be particularly thrilled, but it is being remade by Mindy Cayley. Fucking. Why, why doesn't anyone have any decent original ideas anymore? I'd be curious to see if it was like, well, you know, it's look at what they did with Fargo. Old. 
It's like 25 years on as well. Yeah, but... I think I wonder if they'll do it like every episode's one of those weddings and funerals, or if they'll do like one episode will be the wedding, and then you'll have an episode in between and then another wedding. But there's or... so many TV adaptations of movies these days, it just seems pointless. Yeah, but if you've got I, think, if I think, you think there's, I think there's stuff there you can work with. I think there's a bit to that though. If you look at all the like execs and stuff that in Hollywood, they're probably in the thirties. That film came yeah. out when they were five. Yeah, they I don't know what it is. I think, I think maybe <laughs> one of the things we're reacting negatively to it is it may be a film that we can recall in its first run out, and we're like, I'm we're old, old enough. Yeah. I'm <laughs> old enough that these things are getting remade. It's like the, I was it's like the three spot. when it came out, so I've had to like watch it on home video. I remember being shocked so. when I saw it on the telly and just how the first few scenes were them going fuck, and I just never got to see. TV shows or films with fuck being said, so I was like, if my mom comes in at any point, I didn't like like the the significance of fuck was still great to me as well as opposed to now as a British person and grown up, <laughs> I'm like dropping it as a comma. Yeah, <laughs> it's, everything. it's just part of language. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's don't watch that. Watch this. Um. How can people get in touch with us if they want to talk? Well, about well, before this? we do that, before we do that, um. We're nearly at the end of the series, guys. How how is everyone mentally? Well, we're in the home straight, and I'm I'm doing all right. Because this 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 has been a bit of a torturous process. There are times when you're watching it and you're thinking, "Why am I putting myself?" Yeah, this has got a bit of a mystery science theater esque like torture element to it. Mm. So, Bell, how are you as the non-film watcher? Uh, I still don't like films. (laughs) Now even more so. (laughs) Yeah, uh, I didn't particularly like films going in. I really don't like films now, so... Um, I'd be curious to see if any listeners that are, list- that are watching along with us, how they're coping. Yeah, so I, do I, get in touch I, with I pray us for them. That. If you want to get in touch with me about it, it's uh, Lorcan Mullen. That's L-O-R-C-A-N-M-U-L-L-A for Apple N for Norman. That's my Twitter account, my Facebook account, uh, my Instagram account, Letterboxd. I'm on that if you feel like watching, uh, following me and, and my film-taking pleasures and, and what I'm rating all these things out of five stars on. Um, oh, you can get that from my Instagram account as well. Um, and I think that's it. If you want to buy my book as well, I've got a book called Confessions of a Smart Wrestling Fan. Get yourself an ebook of that on Amazon. Um, yeah, do it. Do it. Do it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> if you want to talk to me, I am on Twitter at MichaelBell86 and on Facebook, just take off the 86. Uh, yep. Yeah, we also have a collective uh, Facebook and Twitter, which is. Bowob Pod, B O W O B Pod. Yep, that's what I said. So you can find us all there. Uh, we all got the account, so you can chat to us all there as yep. well. Oh, you can recommend films you want us to watch or anything like that. Anti recommendations. <laughs> <laughs> or if you want to speak to me personally, because mm, why wouldn't you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and everything as Tom Hodkinson. Tom's spelled T H O M, because that's, it, that's it just the way my parents raised me. <laughs> engine <laughs> anyway thank you very much for listening we hope you've got something out of this I really do hope because otherwise this has been a really fucking pointless endeavour everybody as pointless <laughs> as that film a huge waste of my time watching essentially just people talking about nothing yeah annoying people that you walk away from in the park and now you poor sods have had to listen to three people talking about a film but people about talking about a film for an hour on a it's podcast. like goggle box but worse anyway <laughs> we've taken the piss out of this film but what have you been up to oh yeah um we yeah you're right Michael we have taken the piss out of a film that someone's gone to a lot of hard work and effort to get we made mortgaged, we mortgaged, mortgaged, mortgaged their flat and begged a lot of people to work for scale who really should be earning more um 
This week I had to go to a hospital and wear a gown for the first time. And I got it wrong three times before I got it right. So you exposed yourself in many different ways. Oh, yeah. There is only two ways you can put a gown. <laughs> and yet somehow I found another two, and I went for the first three wrong options before I got it right. Maybe the armholes are just a suggestion. <laughs> is that where the feeties go? <laughs> feeties? The feeties, yeah. yeah did, you, did you put your arms in your legs in the armholes and just tied it up like a I'm not answering like a, this like question. A, like a corset. I'm not answering this question. <laughs> Leave it to the audience's imagination. Yeah. So, uh, yes, thank you very much for listening. Uh, thank you very much for supporting the podcast. And we will hopefully uh, have you entertained for the next episode. Thank you very much. Be more much. confident. We will. We, we will. You will be entertained. Spoken with the arrogance of a Londoner who can go to Hamill Hempstead on a Wednesday afternoon. Uh, if you are in Hempstead Heath, though, you can go see the Space Hempstead House. Hempstead Heath. So uh, Hempstead Hempstead Hempstead. Hempstead. Yep, you can just uh, you can see the Space House. It's just around the corner. So do yeah. that instead. Yeah. Also, for the dog shit, remember that. So be careful. Yeah, watch his tread. Mm. And uh, we'll see you again soon. Thank you very much. And goodbye. See ya. It's in the gay part of the heat. The gay part? Gay part? Yep. Gay part? <laughs> <laughs>